Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Sure. Yeah. That's why that's, not. Uh, you know. Why that's one way to not. Yeah. Look, it's all just noise. The human language. It's we could just we could do whatever with our mouths. That's the. It's great. Yeah. Hi everybody. Hello everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Wolf Cop. Wolf Cop. Wolf Cop. Wolf Cop. More like Wolf Cock because of that sequence. Yeah. Because yeah. He explodes dick first into the wolf cop. Tell him what you told me. He was a big wolf cop. Lou, you're a wolf cop. Yeah, that's that's the sort of movie. Mm Mm-hmm. We're dealing with It's like the one Uh, sentence review of this film. Yeah. And we're done. Mm -hmm. Uh, Honestly, uh, yes. (laughs) Yeah. The entire episode. Well, first, Lisa, I want to thank um, Steven. Fine. I guess we can thank Steven. Steven, thank you so much. Steven is the producer of this podcast. Steven chose Wolf Cop. You'll never believe what Steven wants us to do after Wolf Cop. We'll let that hang in the air to generate some suspense. Yeah. Uh, so this, when did this come out? This feels... 2014. Little, 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, if people haven't seen it, I mean, we watched... Uh, how many times have you seen Wolf Cup? I've seen it once before. I've only seen it once before, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do you how do you like Wolf Cup, Tom? Um, Wolf Cup, I enjoy. It's one... I think it's one of the better versions of this one of the better executions of this idea which is and when you say this idea yeah the, the idea of taking a deliberately absurd premise uh and genuinely building a b-movie around it so not I, not like this is a very fine line but not like the asylum movies where it's like 18 faced piranha crab man and it's like a really long, boring movie with like two or three scenes that feature an extremely cheesy digital effect, 18 face crab man or whatever it is like those movies all complete. Like I, I appreciate that Wolf Cop is, is doing is, is, is making an earnest attempt at a B movie with a ridiculous premise. I agree, Tom. I think, uh, this is a premise that when I first heard of Wolf Cop, I thought like, nah, I know what that's going to well, be. It could go in one of two directions. It could go in well, a Psycho Goreman direction, which is the direction it went in. Yeah. Um, or it goes in, you know, three-headed shark attack direction, the Sharknado direction. Right. There's Well, there's the version where it's like, we're doing this for the meme of it all. Mm-hmm. And by meme, I mean the cover art. Yeah. And then maybe someone drunk will rent it. Yes. Uh and then it'll and then they'll pass out in front of it or whatnot. Yeah, that's the asylum's entire everything they make is follows that model. Right. The other version does still have a spectrum. 
and I think is it's tough. Um, I'm thinking of um, uh, fucking Kung Fury, right? Sure. Um, or shit, I forget the one, the one with the kids on bikes. Uh, that's the apocalypse. Fuck, I really like that movie too, and I can't think of the name. I'm sure I'll shout it out later, and someone's shouting it right now. Oh, with well, like the the, e- the edge of the world or whatever the um no the Netflix one that just came on. No, this is older. Um, it has Michael Ironside as the villain. Turbo Kid. Turbo Kid. Thank you. Turbo Kid, which takes like it advertises taking place in the apocalypse future of 1997. You know, like it's all yeah extremely ironic. Um, and I think like Kung Fury, for example, had a very short shelf life and they're making like a movie and I don't think we're going to care. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, where it's like if they're doing a lot of meme stuff and the memes sort of dry out before the movie comes out. Um, and that's what I mean is that it's like a, it's, it's a spectrum and I think this is on the more successful side of it. Yes. And I'm I'm trying to figure out why that is. I have a few and I ideas, think it's, but uh, okay, yeah, we're so do I. But them. yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry, one, finish I that think thought. It's, yeah, no, no. The, 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 I was going to go into that because again, it, this could easily have been too winky at the camera. Right. It could be too it's, ironic. This is an extremely it, we we talk about it a lot, but this is a this is a very very fine line for a movie to walk and, and do so successfully. Yeah. This it is easy as hell to fuck this up. One thing I can identify is that, well, first of all, this movie's short, 80 minutes or so. Even less than that. Yeah. It's well constructed. Uh Uh-huh. And it also, at least for me, goes in a direction that you don't initially think it's going to go. And that was a delightful surprise. Because when you think wolf cop, like, okay, it's a cop that becomes a werewolf. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's as much as I knew going into it initially. The realization, and it happens, really, it happens like maybe halfway, because at first it's like, oh, okay, he's trying to like, uh, you know, he he's trying to prevent people from knowing about what's happening. Like, you can sort of see what the conflict is, because it's a werewolf movie. And the conflict of a werewolf wolf movie tends to be very similar. The moment he he does a montage where he soups up his cop car and starts fighting crime yeah. is the moment you realize like, oh. Yeah, this is like, <laughs> this is the moment it becomes RoboCop. Exactly, RoboCop. Yeah. It becomes RoboCop and it and yeah. it doesn't hold back from that. Uh, and it, it, it understands the joke and it understands that it can't be too jokey for the joke to work. Right. It's a hard like there line. there is humor. Yeah. 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 I think this movie succeeds uh, because it's made by people who are f- genuine fans of, of of the genre, which is like schlock, B-movie, Caroloco, like VHS uh, cult films that you would comb your your blockbuster or, or like whatever your, your right. knockoff video rental local video rental store was to just look for the wildest covers with that that promised like the the most grotesque effects or like this is how i found dead alive was looking for shit like this um right so they're they they are genuine fans of that they made a love letter that understands a lot of what made those films work which is 
cleverly using their budget with the, like this this movie doesn't make the asylum mistake of going completely digital even though that saves money it people don't give a shit about it yeah oh um, yeah and it's like it's classic wolfman style it's classic Look. it's a classic wolfman style werewolf it's practical effects um yeah you know there's some digital stuff in there obviously because you just need to have that nowadays and it's very easy to do but the all the werewolf effects are, are practically done this movie's i argue this movie's saving grace is it's editing right the editing's great this movie moves yeah. oh yeah it moves right along yeah and but it does it doesn't it doesn't do the i just wanted to say real quick it doesn't do the thing that a lot of micro budget movies do it doesn't do the birdemic thing where it just sits on these scenes like the whoever edited this movie understood perfectly the clip at which things needed to move there's not well, like it, a breath yeah. of, of time wasted really I think this is one of the secrets is that um, this is a movie. And what I mean by that is that it's not relying on look at what we're doing. Look at how ironic it is. They're still doing the movie stuff. They still still made a movie. Character arcs. Yeah. Yeah. And on top of that, they're still, it's one of the things we can, movies will get away with. Like I think of the Grindhouse films where they like make it look dated. This doesn't do that. No. They're just using the best equipment and making a movie. Mm-hmm. And there and, and I think there's an instinct when you're trying to make a love letter to like uh the Verhoeven stuff to make it look dated. And it's like, no, make it for today. It'll feel dated, but in, in the correct way, just because yeah. of its elements. You don't you don't need to like do a weird filter or anything. Right. And do the work. Do, do mm-hmm. you know and the script isn't here's the thing this the story isn't uncomplicated it's about lizard people doing yeah. this occult <laughs> stuff to every like eclipse <laughs> oh yeah and so what they have to do uh in order to make it move as fast as it does is they have to be very efficient in how they write yep and the thing that like really popped out was the beginning because we we start on the main character he's a cop um he's he's an alcoholic and he gets in his car uh he wakes up next to someone he doesn't seem to recognize or yeah he doesn't seem happy about he drops like i think his gun under the car has to get it back um and in the beginning drive to work he turns on the radio and we hear uh the radio people talking about the uh i i the what's it called the drinking shoot the drink and or shoot. something the annual drinking yeah. shoot uh setting up the town meanwhile he's driving by all this crime so we establish immediately who he is uh how terrible right. he is as a cop a, and how shitty the town is in a police and cruiser what's going on. yeah he's he's we keep cutting you know as we're seeing the shots of the town as he's driving and listening to the radio filling us in on the upcoming Merrill race the drink and shoot it's shots of him drinking aggressively out of a flask behind the wheel of his police cruiser that has a visibly cracked windshield and a hula dancer on the dashboard right we get everything we need to know about this character yeah so by the time he gets to work yeah we know who he is yeah we're done yeah we're done establishing we don't need to learn anything else about him and indeed we don't yeah uh (laughs) it works really well yeah i would say the sweatiest thing is of course going to the library and getting an occult book that tells you everything but it's again it's it's in a million horror movies and for a movie like this you kind of forgive it um so it's not it's not perfect 
No. But, like, again, it's efficient. Mm-hmm. Same with the radio people. They're not perfect. He turns on the radio, they just happen to be giving it's, expert it is, exposition. It is a trope, but, like, it works. But it works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like- it works for what they need to accomplish, because the exposition is, it's, it's necessary, uh, but not that necessary. Like, we don't really need to know why this is happening well, you know in, in their defense but it, they don't go too into it either we we get no they pretty don't. much the basics <laughs> but much like we really need but much like robocop it was smart to tie in his origin with who the main bad guy of the movie is that's yes. that's just nice and efficient uh it's it's you know uh spoilers they're they're shapeshifters and so a lot of his friends end up betraying him yeah Again, efficient. We don't have to introduce a bunch of new characters, uh, it, which is funny because it seems to be like the town, it's just like three <laughs> shapeshifters doing this, uh, which is silly as well. Like they're just running the town, uh, but whatever. So like it, all these elements makes it move really fast, like you said, mm-hmm. and feel like a very competent film and leave a lot of room for fun, yeah. such as him solving, you know, or stopping a robbery as a wolf yeah every cop. time every time he shot somebody as a werewolf i oh yeah my ass off it was like it's it like he's got a gun every single time that's the that's the perfect example of how this movie works so well yeah is that he's a werewolf cop you don't think he's gonna use his gun as much as he does he does constantly but he does yeah it's like tango and cash yeah. He's just shooting people. And then occasionally it makes it even funnier when the bad guys will do the bad guy thing of they're like, you know, coming up to start trading blows. Um, and it goes about as well as you would expect because he's still a werewolf. Right. Yeah. So what happens is he um, he's yeah, we, we they really laid on thick. He's got bottles in his desk. He's a raging drunk. Uh, he uh, oh, what happens? He goes to the bar that night, right? Yeah, basically, he goes to the bar, he gets, well, he does go to the bar, but he leaves from the bar to investigate some disturbance out in the woods. He gets knocked out. He has visions of some sort of ceremony that took place with the other, the young guy who's running for mayor who turns up dead. If you watch the visions quick enough, you know who the bad guy is too. Like they flash uh, the mayor. In those visions, which I thought was funny, mm-hmm. but yeah, go on. So he, well, it's, yeah, it's basically they every so often they do a ritual. The the shapeshifters that secretly run the town do a ritual to turn somebody into a werewolf, so that they can then uh, chain him up and drain his werewolf blood, which they use to power themselves for the next several decades or whatever. And they typically pick a useless person, like they say the town fool, I think, or the town yeah. drunk. Yeah, for whatever reason, right? Yeah, so yeah, people just don't so people don't believe miss him. him. Yeah, it's they just pick the town fool and turn him into a right. werewolf and bleed him and drink his blood for the next few decades. That's the life of a lizard person. Apparently. Yeah. I and mean, they it just looks rule over this small town. Yeah. You get to rule get over appeal. a small yeah. town in the Canadian countryside and you can just change your appearance at will from a young person to an old person and vice versa. It's right. dazzling. Yeah. And uh the movie plays it pretty straight, except like he has w- the one funny friend. Yeah, he's got his funny friend, uh, who, if you notice, is the guy who gets sectioned by a piece of barbed wire fence in Final Destination Two. <gasps> oh, he's great. Yeah, he's the one who's he's doing like knuckle bumps throughout that movie. Yeah, 
and asked him yeah. to ask them to go to his house and hide all of his porn so his mom doesn't find it. Right. <laughs> oh, that's solid. Yep. Um, he's back in the sequel yeah. too somehow, so I've got to see that. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for the sequel. Um, yeah, this movie, uh, in terms of twists, it doesn't give a shit, right? No, because it it immediately kind of, like I said, it flashes the mayor in that sequence. So if you're watching fast enough, and then his first transformation, the bartender is clearly in on it. Yeah, as she's, well. she's she's behaving pretty officially in that. She first sees him yeah. turn into a werewolf dick first. Can't stress that enough. He's pissing. Well, uh, she, bl- she, the... she doesn't she doesn't witness the dick burst. No, no, but, no. Yeah. but she witnesses the murder. But we do. Yeah, we see. Yes, it. we do. We do. It, this this does in terms of werewolf transformations. This is probably one of the best, right? Yeah, He's it's pissing not... at it... the bar. His piss turns to blood. Yeah, uh, and then we see just his, <laughs> his dick. Dick just inflates like a hairy blimp and explodes. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. great. It's it's I mean it's low tech. Although there's there's like two I think transformation scenes and they're pretty low tech. It's just a guy in a werewolf suit tearing through a very thin layer of people skin and you never see it like full body. Like you can see how they did it, but it's yeah. still like it's still it's, it's still like cool and, and yeah, and just so that they knew that they had to because it doesn't from like a an effect standpoint it's like it's cool and it's getting the job done but it's not blowing anybody's minds so they realized right. they needed to conceptually blow people's minds which is why he transforms dick first right and it's uh, great and it is delightful he kills a few people uh he wakes up um he starts to slowly realize that he's a wolf a cop. werewolf yeah. a wolf cop and mm-hmm. his friend his friend um is that after is this the same sequence where his friend tranks him and this ties is, him yeah this to... is when he wakes up handcuffed to his friend's bed and, right and he's like yeah you were a werewolf man yeah and so like it already starts deviating because like i feel like i don't know i i guess i haven't seen that many werewolf movies um but i feel like when it's from the point of view of a werewolf it's kind of hush hush right it depends yeah it's it's this yeah it could have been like a thriller it could have been like a i've got to keep a terrible secret we definitely weren't necessarily expecting robocop but that's no, what this yeah, movie is it makes is. sense when if when it happens you're like oh of course yeah of course why of course else it's robocop why else make him wolf cop if he wasn't going to be a wolf cop yeah so we first get into logistics where it's like we're gonna put you in this jail and watch you transform i was thinking about this is like it's not I think it's manageable to be a werewolf. Yeah. It's it's actually if you publicly be like were like I'm a werewolf, uh I feel like all you do is just be like, yeah, I just have to be caged every full moon and on top of that, I don't know, let's charge people to watch, right? Like that could be your whole career. I feel like you, there's a world in which you could make it work for you. Yeah. Yeah, I think, or I think, you could, you know, offer your services as a wolf cop. As a wolf cop. Well, this is the perfect kind of werewolf mm. because the rules of this one is that he's still kind of him. Mostly, as yeah. a werewolf. Yeah, he, he's, he yeah, appears he's to be like ninety-eight percent him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, shit. So yeah, so this is where it's like, where are they going with this? He turns. He's in the jail, and they get a call, and he answers as the fucking yeah. wolf cop takes down notes. Yeah, and he's like, "Hello, yeah, yeah." And so that's when you realize, like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, they're just doing this. this. Is, 
They're just <laughs> we're just gonna do it. And that's that's the delight of Wolf Cop. And then you think it can't get any better, and they're like, No, we're gonna have a sex scene. Yeah, we're gonna have a Wolf Cop sex scene set to the the movie has like and I'm sure it was like a either the director's band or just friends of the filmmakers band because they do all of the songs and then all the original music in the movie is done by one band and they do this like pitch perfect imitation of the kind of song that would play in like a sex scene in cocktail or something like a, a, yes. a sex scene song from the 80s it's a perfect imitation of it it's so going, goddamn good yeah going back to the tone they don't there's very it could have very easily made this a joke and it is a joke i should say but it's a joke because it's played completely right they straight. play it straight that's so important like, it's a I tender love making yeah. scene yeah between is. a lady and a wolf man <laughs> lady and a were- in a jail a hunched over werewolf it's like softcore pornography mm-hmm. uh, between this it's lady red, who is just immediately diaries. down. It is Red Shoe yeah. Diaries with a werewolf in yeah. it. Yeah. And so, like, it's, it's, I think that's the peak of the movie. Yes. Because at this point, it is, it is the, hands down, the funniest part of the movie. And it's, it's funny in that what you've already witnessed, where it's, when, when he starts just fighting crime and you realize that's the movie it is. And, I my I guess my only gripe is I wish the movie had got to spend more time on that aspect. And again, it's a very efficient movie. So she turns out to have betrayed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I honestly was like, I kind of want a romantic subplot uh, straight out of, you know, a Robocop type movie. Mm-hmm. But instead, uh, she's actually the mayor. She's a change, changeling. Um, his friend is so he's like uh, they do a good job with this though because basically no all his friends and and everybody turns against him but meanwhile there's this other cop mm-hmm. who's kind of he's pushing her away and they end up partnering up yeah and it works really well mm-hmm. i think because uh, she's like all business you know yeah and it turns out they have an actual connection like they're her dad and right, his dad background. died. Yeah, it's. I think this movie made the correct decision uh, to spread out its influences, if that makes sense. Because it's like, yeah, it could have given us the romantic subplot, but we got kind of the best thing that we could have gotten out of that with the tender love scene, and so they just move on. Yeah, and I think that was yeah, that's true for a movie that is micro budget that has to keep moving. Like it's it's maybe seventy five minutes long. Um, when the end credits yeah. start, yeah, it, like, 80, 80 minutes with credits, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really have the luxury, I don't think, to hang on any one of these influences for terribly long, which is a mistake that a lot of other movies that try to do this, right? Can it also, make. Um, it's yeah. not all over the place either. No, it's not. So, it's, yeah. it's, it's not like every one of its influences makes sense. Uh, they're related it enough that you could put them all these elements into one narrative and it still feels kind of organic because it's just oh yeah there's it's just very sorry. 80s I don't know I don't yeah, know how there, else to describe it no there's there's a there's a movie where like they would have this tender lovemaking scene and then she would betray him yes like that would exist in a movie uh, without a wolf cop mm-hmm. it's very 80s but again it's it doesn't feel like it's trying too hard to be because it's 
it's got little splashes of everything i think because like for example the lizard people that's when we get into the territory of like sci-fi original or like something like a birdemic that's and that's or like b movie and that's very specifically internet culture too so it's even more right. towards like the the meme aspect of things yeah, or like a movie that would be on Best of the Worst. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Where like it's like some idiots had some rubber masks, but they work it in nicely um, and they knew they needed like that extra layer. And it never at any point, because at the end when he's he's chained up and the eclipse is happening, uh, they once again, they just keep playing it straight for the most part. Yeah. But they don't play it so too straight either. They have fun with it. Uh and so, like, you, I don't know, you get into it. You don't, you there's don't never, give a shit. There's never, we talk about this so often, there's never yeah. a moment where they turn to the camera and, like, can you believe this wolf cop shit? Like, it never gets to that point. And that's the yeah, kind well, of instinct that sinks it uh, other, they, otherwise. Yeah, well, they do as much as they need to, where the shop owner is like, it was a fucking wolf cop. Yeah. Like, they they still understand that in the world, this isn't normal. It, it just really walks that line really well mm-hmm. um and then of course at the end he defeats them and i don't know it goes back to being a wolf cop yeah and then the wolf cop rap happens yes <laughs> again because that was same fucking yeah. band i'm pretty sure it's the same band just doing oh yeah a pitch perfect imitation of back when movies used to have a rap song that summarized the events of the film right the difference between this and a movie like uh, that we watched recently, what Killjoy Two, which also had a rap at the end. Oh, it did. Is, didn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, it did. Um, I personally found that movie a little too slow, but like uh, that—that's a movie where it's like you can't tell if they're going for ironic or not um, because it just doesn't. It's just oh, it's a clown, you know. Like we have so many scary clowns. Who gives a shit? Like. They're clearly banking off of people ironically buying it, but the movie itself is just kind of shitty. Uh, and I guess that's what we already outlined with like the sci-fi originals, where it's just like, they don't put in the effort. This just really puts in the effort to be like, okay, you rented us based off our name. We're not going to disappoint you. Yeah. That said, I don't see myself watching this movie that many times. It's not a movie that I can throw on constantly, yeah, but yeah, re- rewatching it, it now for the first time in several years, it was like, oh wow, this is yeah, this movie was yeah. as good as I remembered it. Yeah, it has a lot of fun moments. It's just not since it's not that jokey since it plays it straight, as long as you remember the movie, you kind of remember the joke. Right. Uh, which is again, that's fine because it's really well made. Yeah. And maybe other people will watch, you know, love watching this. What's with, um, I got a question, Tom. Sure. This is kind of deviating. Mm-hmm. What's with small town cops yeah. and werewolves? Hmm. Because this is similar to another movie that came out more recently Yeah. called The Wolf of Snow Hollow, mm-hmm. which is a very different movie. Uh, it's not a copycat of Wolf Cop, Mm-mm. but it plays off very similar themes which is small town cop who's a fuck up uh and a woman uh police officer who's like clearly better Mm -hmm. is there what's going on there i think well with small towns you just have one you have an environment where cops can even more uh get away with being a big fish in a shitty little pond 
You know what I mean? Right. So you just yeah. kind of can do whatever you want to when you're in a town that has two cops and you're one of them. Um, right. And also, it's just, I mean, that's like if it was at a, in New York City, there'd be the National Guard would respond to a werewolf, right? You know, it's just, it, it's the perfect combination of person who has too much power trying to deal with a problem where they need assistance but aren't necessarily in a position where they can get any, so they suddenly have to walk the walk that they've been talking right there's also if it's a murder mystery like a lot of werewolf stories are small towns even they're, the old ones they're whodunits right? they're chamber whodunits basically yeah they're chamber murder so, mysteries small town which is weird because both wolf cop and wolf of snow hollow aren't really whodunits mm-hmm. i don't want to spoil or talk too much about snow hollow because that's not the movie we're covering but like they they aren't and it's weird that it's a missed opportunity for that setting I also think being a cop and being a werewolf, it's the idea of having a lot of power, a lot of rage, uh, and like... And nobody being like, able to say boo to you about it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, in this, in Wolf Cop, he's an alcoholic, which is clearly... Well, it could have very easily been a very serious, like, analogy for being a werewolf, yes. but he never quits drinking, and no, I love and, that. and point of fact, it's his spinach. Like, that's how he's able to save the day yeah. at the end, is he... he He's dying, and then he picks up a flask and and fucks up the rest of the shapeshifters. I will say, if they wanted to extend, do a a true trope like uh, to like old movies, he would quit drinking. Right? That's like part of the trope. Right. He'd he'd look at it and growl and throw it out the window as he drives his wolf cop mobile. I always think about Die Hard with a Vengeance, where he like crushes his cigarettes near the end, um, which was always funny to me because they don't really like establish that as something. You remember that? He's like on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. And he just like quit smoking. And I was just like, if there was ever a time for a cigarette, it's now John McClane. Like, I don't know what about this journey caused you to quit smoking. Um, but they just, I mean, good uh, for you. You know, I'd need to rewatch Dire with a Vengeance real quick, but I believe they just been fished out of the ocean at that point. Right. So it wasn't the. They're just wet. Isn't the implication that the cigarettes are wet. So he's just not quitting. He's just like, my it's cigarettes just his are cigarettes gross. are ruined. So he goes, Maybe it is. Yeah, you're right. Because they um, <laughs> jump into the ocean with, he's calling he gets, Holly at that moment. Yeah. He gets blown like, off the boat. That's His arc is he's right. going through a hangover. So his, right. his, his, his cigarettes aren't uh, an option anymore. So he goes for the aspirin, which has the location of where Simon right. Gruber is. Also, his arc is, I should call Holly. Eh, never mind. <sighs> well, things keep Because he never up. actually, things keep I coming know. Up. I know. His arc is that he's maintaining being a fuck. Right. He's maintaining his hangover and his suspension. That's the arc yeah. of Tired with a Vengeance. Anyway. Yeah. Great film. It's, it is a perfect film, yeah. Yeah. Much like Wolf but Cop. But yeah, Wolf Cop. It just, it, I don't know. It was weird that, yeah, both Wolf Cop and Wolf of Snow Hollow have very similar themes despite being very different movies. I mean, it's, you know, it's there's a lot you can do with the idea of, of having a lot of power in a very small vacuum yeah um, this doesn't really comment on being a no cop. this is about this is robocop with a werewolf like that's this you've is, said it a few times yeah it's less satirical robocop yeah it's robocop but without making any observations about the police no it's it's like watching someone play with robocop action figures but like a cool someone like teen wolf action figures and robocop action figures yeah or something i, I don't i don't know but like yeah, cooler it, than that. But like <laughs> cooler than that. Because Teen Wolf's kind of stupid. A <laughs> little bit. If you've seen it lately. 
is RoboCop as because I know RoboCop 2 is RoboCop 2 we watched it recently is funny it's just funny mm-hmm. and grotesque mm-hmm. RoboCop 1 does it play it even more straight it play mm. Mm. no <laughs> no it really like, would doesn't you say it's, it really doesn't it's, is it on the level of wolf cop uh, it's it, it's i mean it's the exact same tone as starship troopers like when was the last time you watched starship it's right it's pretty uh, it's not disguising the the satirical bent i think what makes Wo- robocop special as opposed to something like wolf cop is that robocop somehow in the zeitgeist and like the the marketing at the time they were like this is a kids movie we're making toys and like when i grew up i didn't i hadn't immediately watched robocop and in my head it was just a kids thing like ghostbusters because it was like yeah robocop action figures you know everybody's dressing up like robocop for halloween which is weird when you watch it and you're like this isn't yeah. that no it's and it is like i i mean this is verhoven you know everything verhoven which is that like it there are people who for some reason don't think he's in on the joke you know what i mean well yeah that's yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's a whole other uh tangent that i don't really want to get into uh suffice to say that i i think our critical thinking skills about the way we approach movie criticism specifically has gone way downhill Yes, um, but Verhoeven specifically is always that thing, and there are obviously there's a spectrum there with like he did um, Basic Instinct. Uh huh. That's one where you're like, I'm not sure if you know this is completely funny, like uh, certain scenes. Um, but then there's other stuff where it's like you must know this is hilarious. And just getting into Wolf Cop, like it'd be weird to think of someone in the future not understanding that this is silly. I think, but I don't know how you could make that mistake. I mean, I, well, I, you, you would, I feel you like would, people made that mistake with RoboCop. With RoBoCop, and RoboCop's and, hilarious. And with Starship Troopers. I th- yeah. I think it's part, honestly, part of it has to do with, in, they almost go all full Verhoeven in WolfCop, but not quite. Um, like, as you mentioned, we still have the shop. Even though the shopkeeper is like totally jazzed, and like at the time that WolfCop is saving his store, he's like, Thank you, WolfCop. Th- he literally yeah. says, Thanks, officer, to him. Um, but like later when they're taking a statement, he's like, It was a fucking WolfCop. Like, it, and the, I don't consider that winking at the camera. No, I think that's but it's, what someone would say. Correct. All I'm saying is that element is missing from when Verhoeven does it because Verhoeven tends to make the. He elevates the entire world to being something that's larger than life. He makes uh, dystopian movies, so dystopian yeah, right. it's, worlds it's are all, all on board. Right, it's all in its own universe. Like it, this, this doesn't take place in reality. This is its own. No. This is a heightened reality, and he say, and he brings all of it into it. Whereas, uh, just real quick, a movie like Wolf Cop and a lot of kind of the way that modern or not even really necessarily modern movies, but like most other mainstream movies approach this same problem is by having a couple of anchors throughout to let people know that it's supposed to be satirical, right? Like they they have somebody saying, that's a wolf cop, this is fucking weird, just to let... The, just to let the audience know, hey, relax, we know it's all silly too, but Verhoeven doesn't do that in his movies, which is maybe why people have problems uh, yeah. cracking those particular nuts. I, I will don't know. say that this is part of why Wolf Cop works, is I don't think Wolf Cop really does that. 
I think really. it mostly Not plays really. it. I think he. I think Wolf Cup kind of elevates the world too because yeah. the whole town is ridiculous. Yeah, they're lizards in hoods, man. Like, it's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, uh, I think Wolf Cop does the it commits. the tiniest version of that that you can do. Yeah, uh, because yeah, most of it is this is an entirely separate world where like wolf cop breaks into a barn meth lab and for like six seconds they're like oh shit it's a wolf cop and then the bad guy literally says get him yeah like that's that's the world we live in in wolf cop so good it's so good and then they start fighting him like it turns and like you you genuinely forget that it's wolf cop for a second because they're just like oh the guns are out of bullets now they're fighting oh how's this go oh right he's a werewolf he just ripped his face off yeah, like he's it's, gonna tear them apart. <laughs> yeah, and then it lands on the windshield, so his friend turns on the windshield wiper. And he's just like, "Oh, it just made it worse." I think the key. So good. I think the key. When all right? When does he um adjust his car to be like a wolf Second cop time. car? It's, right, it's is the, it after it's the, the robbery? It's on the way to the. Oh, it's either right before, it's either on the off. way to the robbery or after the robbery. I think it's after the robbery, because that's right. Yeah. He changes in the cell, they get the call for the robbery, they thwart the robbery, they leave from the robbery to, to kit out his car, and then they go to the meth lab barn. Right. And so it's such a beautiful, slow mm-hmm. formation of like, oh... It's a superhero film. Yeah, he's just settling into it. Like he had the same period, brief period of adjustment that everyone around yeah. him did, and then he's like, "Well, I guess I'm Wolf Cop now. Obviously, I need a Wolf Cop mobile." Yeah, and the beautiful line I think for me is when the werewolf starts doing like using human things, mm-hmm. using the phone, using guns, using the car. Uh, it's it's and then doing a romantic sex scene all leading to that. Damn it! They just that do. Scene. They do such a good job at. It's it's one of those. I th- I, all right. I think what makes it work really well too um, is that this movie starts in reality more or less. More or less, it's still pretty. And by the halfway he's... point, there's a werewolf driving a car, fighting a meth lab, and it's like, yeah. I see how this happened. Like this all, this all checks out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like a frog on a hot plate with that. And they yeah. do it so beautifully. It really is deceptively a very well-made movie. Yeah. I think that's really what, I mean, it always boils down to that, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just, yeah. Is it well-made? Are they making a movie? Mm-hmm. And like, this is, this is kind of walking the line. Cause I would say as a plot, which we haven't really talked about. Uh, it's not that great. No, you know, the, mm. it's kind of a weak plot. Sure, but the fact that I've we've only just started talking about that uh, shows a lot about right. the film. It's you know? not. It's not distractingly weak. It's not overly convoluted. It's not like confusing right. or it's 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 what it needs to be. It's an action movie plot. Yeah, it doesn't. They don't have the budget to like really escalate things. No, like I would almost. I'm wondering why they didn't save the meth lab explosion for the ending, you know, end on an explosion, uh, but it still works. I, th- I, th- uh, I think I understand. There, there's something to be said for putting a big set piece uh, where that set piece was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, almost, well, it's almost like a... It's an emotional climax for mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it, yeah. And then it leads into the fucking sex scene. My God, that's... 
this movie's second act is expertly constructed. <laughs> it really it really is well constructed. Yeah. Because my final note that I wrote is that anybody could make this film, but not everybody can make it correctly. Mm-hmm. And that's what it comes down to is it's not the idea of Wolf Cop. It's like, yeah, it's a f- fucking Wolf Cop. Like that, it's that you know you hear that and you're like, well, oh yeah, I instantly know what that can be. There's a reason we have one RoboCop, and there's like, there's a reason. Right. There's this is the only Wolf Cop movie that's made any kind of impact. Is it's anybody can do it, but it's still pretty hard to pull off. Yeah, and we haven't talked about stuff like the actors. They're all great. They're all fine. Like, yeah. They're they're all doing doing the thing. Hmm. Um. The, the the comedic guy, I really enjoyed him. What does he keep telling him to do? Um, lose your gitch for science? Lose your gitch, yeah, which you can tell <laughs> that, that is it that is slang that I am unfamiliar with. I'm not sure yeah. if it's exclusive to Canada or up north or the country or I, I don't know. know. And you can tell through context clues what he means, but it's the fact that I did did not know that particular piece of slang makes that scene just delightful. I always love a good new slang. Yeah. And especially a slang that's just, it's not distracting. It's just like, ooh, I would like that word, please. I will right. add it. Well, it's you like, where it's, you're not even entirely sure it really is slang, but it's like, it, it's clear what it means and they keep repeating it. It's, it's a good, it's a good gag. It's a good yeah. gag. <laughs> it's a good gag. Yeah. Uh, it's a good film. Very tasteful sex scene. That's the word. It's, it's a sex so scene with a, a lady and a wolf cop, and they clearly are like, "Let's make it tasteful." It is, it's it is Red Shoe Diaries. Like that is yeah. It, it is a hundred percent what it is. Red Shoe Diaries with a werewolf. It's so fucking good. It, yeah, big, if you the, haven't seen this, yeah. The, the I think the one of the best ways to sum up Wolf Cop is like the biggest laughs come when you just kind of stop for a second and take stock of what is happening uh-huh yeah it's it's less about like like laugh out loud moments as it is that the movie just executes these concepts that are funny so well that you're just in it and enjoying it because they're they've taken a ludicrous idea and made a, a a fun movie out of it and then you stop and think about what that idea is you're like holy shit the werewolves have sex there's like, a really yeah it's a really fine line and again i think what Okay, I think what it is, I think what we're circling Mm -hmm. is that, for example, um, Kung Fury, uh, which is fun, it looks good, but they just sort of introduce elements where they're like, look at this, it's so random. Yeah, Uh, here's Hitler, here's dinosaurs, here's Thor, it's it's also about 40 minutes long, it's a whole thing. But they, they don't, it's funny to say. They don't do the work to explain it in the their world. They just throw it at it's you. It's just and everything. Go, oh, yeah. isn't it wild how mm-hmm. we thought of that? And it's mm-hmm. like, no, because you can think of anything. It's well, anybody can think of anything. What yeah. what works with Wolf Cop is getting there. It's getting from reality to this moment that's so ridiculous, mm-hmm. but it feels organic, and that I think is the key to something like this. Otherwise, it's like. Yeah, I'm not impressed. Otherwise, it's by your randomness. Yeah, yeah. There's, it's, it's, uh, yeah. It, there's, it's absurdism. Uh, and, the, but yeah. it's do the work to get us. There. Yeah, like, like Kung Fury in a lot. Like, I still like a lot of Kung Fury, but in many ways, it is like 
Me too. A, me too. A great Absolutely. example of like the worst parts of absurdist humor, where it's just like right. just anything at any moment. Yeah, and I mean it's weird. Sometimes that works. Monty Sometimes Python it works. and the Holy Grail. Yes, Monty Python and the Holy Grail is just a seri- series of absurdist. Yeah, sketches. There's a long list of successes in that particular column, but it's I, it is more elegant than just whatever the most whatever the wildest thing you can think of in any given moment. Like there's more to it than that. It's it's the fact that um Marvel got us to a point where we can feel sad in a scene with a talking tree and a raccoon mm-hmm. and you have to give it to them that they they didn't just add that in and be like, "Well, it's nuts." They got us there slowly. Mind you, it took them like eight movies to do it. Yeah. Um, but that's what this does. It gets us to a moment where there's a Wolfman cop and they've done all, all the work to have this Wolfman cop, cop have a romantic sex scene. Like a really, a, a really luxurious love scene. Like it, it's about yeah. two and a half minutes long. Right. And like they managed to get us there, but still surprise us with it where it's like right before it happens, you're like, oh shit, are we really doing this? <laughs> You know, you still you still have that absurdity yeah. the, the coming out of nowhere, but they've earned it in their story. Yeah, albeit not a, a, a particularly amazing story, no. but still they do the work, and that's what it is: is doing the work mm-hmm. to get us to those absurdist moments. I feel like if I went and rewatched Holy Grail, there'd be a bit of that, but that's more about the fact that the world they create uh, makes Every- it all yeah, feel everything is believable. consistent in that world. And yeah, and like you said it's also a series of sketches where they had a pretty defined right. th- they defined the bucket first and then the rest of it are just drops into that same bucket. Yeah. And um, then of yeah. course whether or not they meant to the the ending is just one big punchline to everything. Yeah. Which is like, oh yeah, these are all these people all just need to be arrested. This is modern day times apparently. Uh, they're just running around England causing havoc. Well, just the, I don't know. The idea that they that they would just, everybody in the Crusades would just be arrested. That's funny. Right. That's funny. But like <laughs> modern arrest. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, that right, implies talk- that yeah. they're like LARPers. Like, or, like <laughs> that none of them are actually the people they say they are. They're just people running around the countryside of modern day England. And I love that headcanon. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. I've, we, uh, yeah. That, I've, that, I, that might even be more than what they thought about it. I think they just thought that was funny. Oh, well, I know from what I heard is they ran out of budget. Well, yeah. And that's why the ending happened. And having the, yeah. the, the, the cops from earlier come. Yeah, anyway. And just arrest, just arrest everybody. And yeah. getting fucking thrown in a cop car at the end. It's the mean, funniest yeah, image. Yeah, the, the, the ending is great, but like just that first shot of Lancelot with his hands spread on the hood of the car. Anyway. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, well, he's getting, he's just getting arrested. All right. Yeah. They're just getting arrested. <laughs> Things have gotten really real for them. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, bringing it back Wolf to Wolf cop, cop. quality Wolf motion cop picture. Thoughts? No, it's, it's available on shutter. I mean, yeah. that, that app just continues paying dividends, man. Yeah. If you like, if you like the Psycho Gormans, if you like the Kung Furies, mm-hmm. if you like the Turbo Kids, all of which that I just said are wildly different films, but they I are. think people understand the thread. I, of, I haven't seen, I haven't seen Turbo Kid, but I feel like Psycho Gorman has a lot in common with Wolf Cop. Yeah, Turbo Kid is plays it pretty straight. I have to watch it again 
but it's I really enjoyed it. It's very weird. It's not really like it's and I think Wolf Cop does a little of this too, honestly, is it's not trying to be another movie. It's trying to create its own world. Right. That makes you feel like these other movies. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Turbo Kid does that too, where it's like, here's an elaborate dystopian world. You haven't seen anything like this, but you kind of, you feel like you have. And then we're going to throw Michael Ironside yeah, they in do, there. Yeah, they do enough so that you recognize the universe, but then they're like, like we keep saying, they did the work to actually be like, okay, but we really did want to make our movie that is a love letter to all these things. So here right. is that movie. We're going to take it seriously. We're right. going to give people not arcs. Just, We're going to do the stuff. It's not just a series of things, because uh, otherwise that would just be like, what, epic movie or something? You know, like, the, yeah. Right. They make they actually sit down and make their own movie that would be added to this catalog. Yeah. Um, it just incorporates all of its influences and uh, inspiration uh, really, really well. Yeah. Solid Good film. RoboCop. Watch it. Not RoboCop. Wolf, Wolf Cop. Cop. Watch Wolf Cop. Watch Wolf Cop. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you so much, Stephen. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, how are you doing, Tom? What's up? I'm doing great, man. I think you should maybe tell them about our Patreon. You know, we have a Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/GamefullyUnemployed. Mm. If you go on there, you got you got them exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff watch Batman. Oh yeah, Fox Mulder is a maniac. Oh yeah, Star Trek: The Next Futurama. Oh yeah, these are all podcasts that we have on there uh every friday night we watch movies with our patrons mm -hmm. uh and uh, and other things yeah you know other things I, yeah you know we also have a store tpublic.com slash store slash gamefully unemployed where you can get t-shirts masks mugs stickers posters all kinds of things uh so check that out i don't know we might be moving it soon so we keep getting hit with takedown orders right yeah if anybody could tell us a uh, place that's not tea public. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let us know. Uh, we should print. Let's screen print our own shirts, Dom. Let's do you it. You want to do that? Yeah. Let's do it in our garage. Mm -hmm. and we can we'll sell them to print. our friends. Yeah. Let's start a zine. At the shows we play at the rec center for 15 oh people. God. Fuck yeah. yeah. Mm. Rec center, church basement. Yeah. Let's like take... maybe like a, a Shakey's where they move the tables. Oh, dude, if we went to a Shakey's, let's take this on tour. Let's take the podcast on tour. Yeah, Shakey's can, only tour. We can play to sold out crowds of 15 at Shakey's. Yeah. Across, yeah, yeah, yeah. across this fine nation. Stay tuned, folks. Yep, our Shakey's tour. <laughs>